Welcome to the Chris Oldcorn Show. Today I am joined by Donna Hilsinger. She's the counselor for Ward 3 here in Sault Ste. Marie. So looking forward to that interview. We will be right back in a moment. And welcome back. Today I'm joined by Donna Hilsinger. She is the counselor for Ward 3 here in Sault Ste. Marie. She was the former general manager of the Watertown Inn, which I'm sure you all know where that is. She's also won awards for the Northern Ontario Business Influential Women Award, the Queen's Diamond Jubilee Medal for Community Service, Chamber of Commerce Athena Award, Leading Women's Building Communities Award, Honorary Member of Algoma University, Honorary John Rhodes Scholarship Dinner, and the Paul DeSag Community for Achievement Award. When she's not accepting awards, she is a counselor. Welcome to the show. Uh, hello, hello. Uh, thank you very much. So um, I, I ask this question of each politician when I answer, ask, uh, sorry, interview them the first time. Uh, what made you want to enter municipal politics? Well, uh, as what you just mentioned uh, indicated, um, uh, I've spent quite a number of years, starting in the early 2000s, uh, really immersing myself into the community and getting involved in a lot of different um, activities around things like trail development, economic development and tourism. I worked in, uh, on boards and committees in child welfare, um, healthcare, uh, education, um, I work in um, queer advocacy uh, for queer youth, and I'm, there's, I'm sure there's a few other things I'm not really remembering right now, arts and culture. And uh, so, um, as you mentioned, I was the, the general manager at the Water Tower Inn, and in 2016, um, I left that position, and I still uh, stay involved with the hotel to a certain extent, but I'm not in any way, shape, or form involved in the day-to-day -day operations. And um, I, I just was looking for other ways to stay connected to the community, and an election was coming up in 2018, and many people had encouraged me uh, over the years uh, to, uh, to to run for politics of some um, at some level, whether it was federal or municipal or provincial. Uh, and so I took the opportunity to uh, try and apply myself and work hard for my community in the in the elected environment. And so I was elected to city council in October of 2018. Yeah, you're you're quite the busy person around town. Um, okay, so I'm a new resident here. I moved here last September, but part of the reason I moved here was I saw some of the future Sault Ste. Marie videos talking about, you know, the lifestyle, sort of more relaxed, uh, quieter community than the hustle and bustle of some of the larger cities. What are some of your ideas to grow the city to 100,000? Uh, I mean, I cover city council and it's brought up all the time that we need to build the city to 100,000 people. What are some of your thoughts on how we can get to that 100,000? Well, I was part of the group uh, that uh, part of the community roundtable, uh, and even and prior to that, uh, the efforts uh, that brought the teachers to St. Marie to the to the reality, and uh, you know a lot of the ideas that I have are are and reflected in in some of the things that we're doing now, and they certainly weren't you know singularly my ideas, but. Um, I think when I when I look at we needed a goal we needed a goal to focus on to grow our community. You know our community has been uh, in the 83 to 85,000 range. Uh, we're down in the 73 or 74,000 range. Uh, we were at that time, anyways. And um, you know if a community isn't growing, um, it can't continue to invest in its 
uh, infrastructure and, it, and its amenities and its services and attract visitors. So uh, we set ourselves a goal of 100,000 residents by 2037. And you know, how are we going to get there? Well, we're going to we're going to get there by doing exactly the kinds of things that we're doing now. We're we're taking a different uh, strategy in terms of investing in Sault Ste. Marie and building amenities. Uh, and, uh, and services that are um, incredible for our current residents, but also are going to attract people who are away. So as you mentioned, we have an incredible quality of life here. We are very lucky. We are minutes away from the largest freshwater lake in the world. Uh, uh, we can get around easily in our community. The cost of living here is very affordable. Uh, and so we need to invest in more uh, community uh, amenities. Look at what we're doing downtown with the plaza, for example. Um, really essentially changing what our city looks like and investing in things that are going to uh, support what Mother Nature gave us, if you will. We have a beautiful, beautiful space to live in. We have quality education uh, for our youth and, and in uh, high school and post-secondary. Uh, we have access to arts and culture, but we're continuing to improve those things and add more uh, to that inventory and things that people can do. That's how we're going to get there. Um, people like yourself, you mentioned, you know, they, they want a better quality of life. They don't want to commute, uh, you know, an hour or two hours a day to get to work. Uh, they want to um, have access to the outdoors. Uh, they want to have a lower cost of living. And we're working towards attracting those people uh, to, to be able to come to Sault Ste. Marie and have the best of both worlds, especially now when working from home uh, for many um, is so, it's, it's, it's easier, it's more accepted, uh, it's easier. So whether you come to Sault Ste. Marie and you bring a job with you from another place that you were, or whether you come to Sault Ste. Marie and take a job here, you know, it can be a great place for you as a, a young adult, as a family, you know, uh, raising your family, um, or just hanging out when you, get, uh, when you get a little older and you're retired and uh, you wanna take advantage of the outdoors. Yeah, um, when I was growing up, like I grew up just outside of Barrie, my dad commuted to Toronto for work every day. Um, and he would get up before 5 a.m. in the morning just so he could get down to Toronto for work for like 7 in the morning. And I saw that and I was like, I never want to have to do that in my life. The, I saw the wear and tear it did on him and I just, I, I was like, I, I want to find some place where, you know, my commute is very very quick. And like for me, in the morning there's no traffic because I do a morning show and there's no one up other than me and my other co-host who happens to live right across the road from me, it takes us about nine minutes to go from where we live to um, the office here. And uh, my dad couldn't even get a coffee in nine minutes <laughs> uh, from where we used to live. So another question, you brought up the Queen Street Plaza. Where is that project right now? It's been started. Uh, certainly uh, some of the um, buildings, at least one of the buildings, you know, it's, it's uh, I haven't been downtown very much or for a while. I think I was down there for something about two weeks ago. But, you know, as we're all trying to stay at home, um, I haven't been out as much as I would normally have. But I know from a council perspective, um, uh, one of the buildings has been um, removed uh, to make space for the plaza. Um, other buildings have been purchased um, in order to make the space available. And it still is the uh, intention that that plaza will get created uh, over the course of this, this summer um, and some of the streetscaping done um, in order to, uh, uh, you know, depending on what happens, whether how we're able to use these things, obviously, is a bit unsure right now. 
um, as we're, uh, you know, we, we're, we're limited on the size of gatherings. Um, yeah. That's one of the reasons why I'm fighting uh, on, on our, I shouldn't say fighting, but I'm advocating, I guess, on, uh, on our end of things for our community. Um, I started thinking about it and talking about it uh, prior to um, the uh, uh Premier uh, announcing that he would be more amenable to looking at regional openings. You know, we have a very safe community here. It would be great to get our community more open in a safe way. Our restaurants, uh, you know, need to be attracting people to them. Our hairstylists, our estheticians, our barbers, our, our arts and culture uh, facilities like art galleries and museums and so on. Um, you know, these are important things in the community, and if we can get them reopened safely, um, we need to be doing that, and we need to be doing that as soon as possible. So getting back to your question about the plaza remains to be seen, you know, how we can use it this year based on uh, the restrictions of crowd size gatherings. But I do hope to see us, especially in the fall, at least be able to do, uh, be able to do some things there. It's going to give a whole new vibe to downtown. I'm really looking forward to seeing it in action. And we're here with Donna Hilsinger. We have to go to a break, but we'll be right back in just a moment. Welcome back. Today we're joined by Donna Hilsinger. She is a counselor for Ward 3 here in Sault Ste. Marie. And we're going to continue our talk about growing the city. One of the problems that we have in the city is that young people... They go away to school and then they don't come back. There seems to be an exodus of young people from Sault Ste. Marie. What can we do to bring those kids back when they're done their school? Well, the kids are only going to come back or the young people are only going to come back if they have a job. Yeah, right? I call them kids because I'm in my 40s, so they're, they're kids it's to okay. me. It's <laughs> okay. That's okay. That's okay. I, uh, I, I do some teaching these days, and uh, um, and even with my work with Elgin University, I always call them kids. So, yeah. um, um, But then I get corrected, and please call them students, <laughs> which is fine. Um, so young people, you know, they're going to come back for quality of life. They're going to come back for cost of living. But if they don't have a job, the, the, you know, the, we can't put all those things into place for them. So uh, we need to uh, continue to invest in some, uh, you know, the traditional forms of employment, but also uh, in some of the newer things. So for example, um, uh, one of the ideas coming out of, um, I think it was out of Future Sault Ste. Marie, and it was discussed at the council meeting last week, is to fast track uh, some collaborative space um, for uh, people to uh, work out of uh, through uh, the, the, the STEAM um, model, um, science, technology, uh, engineering, arts, and math, um, bringing people together to collaborate in spaces. That's an example of doing something that's very attractive to young people. Um, you know, people of my generation, we're all used to working, you know, in offices with doors and that sort of thing. Uh, and, and that's not how uh, young people work. That's not how they want to work. So we need to mold our community so that it's, you know, it, it's attractive to all, all ages of people and invest in some you know, technology-based um, uh, uh, and working with technology-based companies uh, that are going to be providing jobs um, in addition to other types of jobs in retail and the service industry and so on um, that young people need uh, in order to, to, to be here. So there's, uh, there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, and uh, one of the other things you're passionate about is transit. Now, obviously transit is a little different right now because of COVID-19. But once things start to get back to normal again, whatever that new normal is, what are some of your suggestions for improving transit in the Sioux? 
Um, well, the first suggestion I have, and I have been talking about this at council, is we have to start thinking about transportation in general in our community. Mm -hmm. um, we talk about roads budgets, um, and I am encouraging um, our staff and our councillors to think about transportation budgets because tra it's, it's, it, transit is a part of transportation, right? So mm -hmm. um, uh, I, I, my ideas are that we continue to look at transportation in the city more holistically um, and how do we serve the various different areas of the city with transit, with um, uh, trails for walking and for cycling, um, expanding uh, cycling uh, lanes. I'm very happy to see that we're moving ahead uh, to get a, uh, I think it's over nine streets now, um, cycling lanes will get installed. So giving people the choice to get around, whether they're driving a car, riding a bike, walking, using public transit or combinations thereof. So for example, the new buses um, uh, that we purchased, and I think even on some of the older buses that we have, bike racks have been installed on them. So now I can ride my bike to a bus stop. I can get on the bus and put my bike on that bus, and then I can go where I need to go. I can I can use multiple forms of transportation, and depending on how I'm feeling that day, the weather that day, where I have to go, and so on, transportation in Sault Ste. Marie needs to be looked at more holistically. And uh, that's that's how we'll tackle that, certainly going forward, I'm hoping. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could ride your bike to work, and then all of a sudden there's a rainstorm, and then you can take the bus home. Uh, so yeah. that just makes total sense to put bike racks on, onto the buses to do that. And, I, and I've seen that in all the major cities that I've lived at in like the last 10 years. Uh, we're joined by today by Donna Hilsinger. She's the counselor for Ward 3, and we'll be right back after the break. <laughs> And welcome back. Thank you for watching the Chris Oldcorn Show today. I'd like to thank my guest, Donna Hilsinger, counselor for Ward 3 here in Sault Ste. Marie, for joining me. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chris Oldcorn. You can also listen to the audio version of this on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, and other podcasting platforms. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. for Special Report. Have a fantastic evening. <laughs>